You are listening to the Talking Tough Podcast, the world's toughest men and women at their most vulnerable. Their stories of triumph, their falls from grace, and their climb back to the top, to life. This is Rick Bassman here for Talking Tough on the Podcast One Network. And I am live. It's usually we are live here on Talking Tough. And we do have a week tonight, so so stick with me for a moment here. But damn, um, I don't know about everybody else out there, but I am uh, I'm feeling the weight of the world today for a few days now. And I keep getting these interesting conversations with people. Like at the dog park today, I'm talking to this old guy, old, probably five years older than me. I guess I'm an old guy now, officially. And he's saying, man, this old Hawaiian guy, he said, man, people just aren't like very nice anymore. And then I'm having a conversation with a lady that came over today to be a dog sitter for my dogs. And she's saying, what's happening with everybody? Everyone is either so busy that they can't connect in a meaningful way anymore, or they're so sick they can't do anything else. And to be honest, it's kind of, you know, start to bring me down. I'm trying to think my way out of it. We have a couple really good guests on tonight. We have, um, it's not an intro yet, but we have Darren Malibu McBee, and we have the whole effing show, Rob Van Dam. And, uh, you know, we like to tell war stories here on Talking Tough. And, you know, when when my amazing best friend and co-host, Butterbean, joins me in a minute, you know, Bean has got some of the best war stories I know. And Malibu and RVD have some amazing ones, too. And we're going to ask them for them. But I'm going to want to get deep with everyone tonight and figure out what the F is going on in the world today. And, you know, I, I have no cause for complaint. I'm, it's my Christmas tree. It's like, I haven't had a Christmas tree in years, so I don't want to throw it out yet. It smells good. It looks good. Here I am on Maui in this amazing house. I've got my four pit bulls around me. You can't see them, but they're all sleeping on the floor. It's, we had a good session at the dog park. And life is good. You know, I think less than five years ago, I was homeless. I was in so much pain, I couldn't walk, literally. I was heavily addicted to narcotic prescription pain pillars, pain pillars, pain killers. Haven't had a pain pill in five years now, although it sounds like I have today. Um, got an amazing home, a good job, life was good, but everything just feels really heavy. So after getting some great war stories from RVD and from Darren McBee Malibu and from my amazing host, co-host Butterbean. Let's get real and get people to call in and let's find out what's on people's minds and what we can do to help anybody we can help, including ourselves. All right, let's bring on someone that's infinitely more entertaining than I am, thank God. One of my best friends and my co-host, Butterbean. Hey, Rick, how you doing? Good, Bean, how about you? I know how you're doing, but how are you doing? You know, I'm making it. I've been sick for the last couple of weeks, and uh, I hate that I've been sick and not been able to do the show, but uh, I'm, I'm glad to be on tonight, and I'm looking forward to it. Good, man. I'm, I'm glad you're here. And uh, now that I have you to back me up, we should probably let our audience know we unfortunately are without our two regular co-hosts tonight, Boss Rutten and Flex Wheeler, two of the most amazing people I know, and they're both out for good, good reason to let everybody know Boss will not be with us next week again as well. Uh, Dan Henderson is stepping in for Boss next week, which I think should be pretty damn cool. And uh, 
Flex will hopefully be back with us in uh, in his own amazing Flex Wheeler fashion. But uh, Bean, just me and you tonight holding down the fort with our guests, of course. Awesome. Let's do it. I know you can do it. So, what, what do you think, man? Are you feeling it? Everyone I talk to, and, and I want to be, I always want to have fun on the show and, and certainly end on a high note. So sorry if this bums anybody out, but everyone seems really bummed out these days. Overly busy, uh, sick, upset, unhappy. Are you feeling that or am I being overly sensitive? Well, you know, I, like I said, myself, I've been sick this week. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of down, but I'm, I'm, I'm on the way uh, upward. So, I mean, I'm just letting, uh, you know, life, life take, take its, its toll. If everything was all, you know, roses and, and lollipops, everybody would have a boring life. So, I mean, you got to make it interesting somehow, right? <laughs> so a little bit of turmoil and crisis is, uh, is good for the soul is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you don't have nothing to look forward to, there's no sense in living. So, I mean, I'm just looking, looking forward to the better days. I'm not feeling bad, and I'm, I'm ready to kick ass again. Good, man. Well, I, I, I want to I say thank you. It's a little personal. I know that you've been under the weather, and dude, you always step up. And I just want to say I, uh, I appreciate that. I know we take this show seriously. It's not to say that Flex and Boss don't, because I know they do as well. But, um, man, I'm so glad you're here, and uh, it's just good to see you as always, and I extra appreciate it because I know you're not feeling – I know you're far from 100% tonight, although you look as handsome as ever, of course. And I got some good news today. Uh, Diamond yeah. Dallas called me. We're going to start shooting March 1st for the reality show. We're definitely going to have – I'm so happy, man. What's the show about? Tell us, please. Well, to me, is you know, I've, I've been having trouble with my, my hips and back for years now. I mean, a lot of trouble. I mean, a lot of pain. I mean, I'm in a lot of pain, um, which I don't try. I don't show, but I mean, I'm, I'm in a lot of pain all the time from it. And uh, yoga is going to help a lot. And, and to me, it's not about the money. because There is no money involved with this for me. I'm looking at it as a one-on-one, -on -one, you know, training. You know, where else can you get somebody like Diamond to help you out? I mean, he's, he's helped out so many other people get back on the right track to be able to move again. And I hope he can do the same. I mean, I was on a, on a diet and it, it didn't work and I'm back on it and it started working now. So, uh, so I'm losing weight on a steady pace again. I'm, I'm, I'm down, I'm losing five to seven pounds a week right now, Wow, which is very good. I mean, but you know, it's not just weight loss, it's the joints and the, be able to move so hopefully his uh his yoga can help me out you know what i i think you know you know i've been i've been bugging you and Paige for years now about you guys getting together and you know i've, I've told him forever you know you everybody out there rachel our producer who's listening who's who also become friends with diamond dallas page butterbean and dallas page are two of the best human beings that i know and you're also two of the most professional people that i know and and being, despite the fact you've been a world-class athlete, you're an icon, I know you could use a little rebuilding, so to speak. And oh, without a doubt. I thought for years that Butterbean plus Diamond Dallas Page is going to be like the greatest sensation ever. I think from a personal standpoint, it'll be amazing to see. We'll do so much more for you than I think you're even – well, you'll do it together. He's your guide. You're the guy doing the work. But I think you'll get more out of it than you're ever imagining sitting here right now. 
And I think professionally, you know, what really put Diamond Dallas Page and DDPY, Diamond Dallas Page Yoga, on the map is his story with Arthur, which has gone viral. It's been seen by over a billion people. I've told Page for years, if you ever put Butterbean into that situation, you're going to leave Arthur in the dust in no time at all. And I absolutely believe that. So I'm dying to see what happens here, man. So cool. I'm going to give it everything I got. I mean, I mean, like I said, I'm in a lot of pain and hopefully you can help with that. Uh, okay, good. Well, amazing. And, you, and you'll update us on the progress here. And we'll have oh, God, Dallas every Page. Week, every week. And we'll have Paige back on and we'll talk about it together. That'll be really cool. That's awesome. So, so Bean, we have two guests on tonight. I know, I think you know them. I know you know of them, of course. You know, you guys all know each other, so you probably do. And th these are guys who are very much icons in their spaces, in the, the wild world of pro wrestling. And what for a short period of time was even wilder, the world of the American gladiators. And these are also two of the smartest guys I know from those worlds and from any world. But they've also like lived those crazy, crazy stories. So, man, why don't we... Uh, why don't we get them on here and uh, talk some shop and blow some people's minds, and then let's get into the uh, the deep dark stuff also, if that's cool with you. Awesome! I got some gladiator stories I can tell you. Well, here we go then. With no further ado, the top man for American gladiators, Darren Malibu McBee, is joining us, and the whole effing show, Rob Van Dam. Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? Doing great, Bean. Hope you're feeling better, buddy. I'm getting there, man. Just one day at a time. Yeah, I'm going through the same thing, man. It just knocks the fire out of you, doesn't it? That's part of life. You know, like I told Rick the other day, I go, if things like this didn't bring you down, you got nothing to look forward to. That's right. That's right, man. Rob, hey, man. how are you feeling, man? Are, are you are you ailing or are you doing well? I'm actually I'm doing well. I feel good this week. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up, buddy? Good to see you, bro. Hey, good seeing you, Rob. Yeah, so, I totally expected to see a different wolf from Gladiators because I was just at uh, Diamond Dallas Page's wedding, and uh, the other guy, um, uh, what's he? I guess he just calls himself Cowboy or something like that. So I'm not really sure what his real name is, but he was uh, he was a wolf. Hollywood. Oh, he wolf. Yeah, Don Yates. Don Yates. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was expecting to see him. I don't know why, but I thought that's what I heard. But yeah, that's right. That guy. Right, right. <laughs> Just saw him. Yes. I'm feeling good, Rick. How about you? Hey, how, how was your birthday party? Dude, it was great, man. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry I missed you there. Um, it was, I had a I had the big LA style party at a this penthouse club in uh, in Hollywood at the Wiltern, right? At the Wiltern, oh, right? At the yeah, penthouse at the Wiltern, really, really cool venue. And it was a big, uh, big Hollywood style deal. A lot of my friends, a lot, a lot of beautiful women. It was just like the old days. And then uh, the next night had an intimate dinner for really, really close friends. Uh, it, you know, from a small group in San Clemente, beautiful restaurant. And uh, this man uh, here, Darren Malibu McBee, uh, blessed me with his presence that night. Which I'll always appreciate. Oh, buddy, I was the one that I was the one that was blessed, man. It was such an honor. I mean, see the people there coming out that love you so much, buddy. And I'm I'm one of them. So thank you uh, so much again for the invite, brother. My pleasure. Well, we got a lot to talk about about you two guys, but real quickly, Rob, to answer your question, I'm doing great. Aside from the oh. fact that I'm, aside from being short, bald, funny looking, and now old, also, I'm doing good, <laughs> man. So yeah. that's all. Cool. It's better than the alternative. <laughs> 
I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> so let let's just dive right in, man. We 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 like to tell these war stories here, and uh, and, and Darren, I I know that you're a um, a very straight living fellow these days, um, which is great. <laughs> That's part of the big part of the reason why you're probably still amongst us, I would imagine. Um, right. But I, I know it wasn't always like that, man. Can you like just give us the dirt on a crazy behind the scenes, uh, you know, movie or American Gladiator story? Oh wow, man! I mean, where do you where do you go? Okay, well, I'll tell you something that was kind of funny on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, Larry David, who's the host, is the antithesis of the straight man he never laughs he no one's ever made him laugh on set or ever break him and um i played this character called thor 14 who was a, a wrestler like rob van dam and the scene was um I, he was following behind my car and had kids in the trunk of my stationery, kind of playing sh shoot them up with him so they're pointing their fingers and shooting guns and he's shooting back and then one of the kids goes hey man this old guy shooting at us and so i pull over the car and i get out and the scene was I was supposed to just rip him up and down with four-letter words, MF him and all this stuff. But I thought, you know what? If I had kids of my, of my own, like my daughters that were four and five, I wouldn't be using cuss words. So I, I started using words like, you know, listen, jabroni, I'm going to body slam you so hard you poop your damn bald-headed pants and stuff like that. And uh, he was howling laughing. We, we had to break. Um, he broke character several different times, and we had to cut and reshoot the scene like five times. And uh, the first assistant director came up to me and said, Darren, I go, what? And he goes, you just cracked him up. I go, well, so what? He goes, no one's ever cracked him up before. So it was pretty – it was an honor, and, and uh, I had a ball in that set. So there's there's one for you. That's a great show. That that was one of my favorite shows. And, uh, yeah, Rob, he cut a hell of a promo on him. That's for sure. It's a great episode. And, um, yeah, I, you know, didn't uh, Darren, did you get into wrestling a little bit? I'm, I know I ran into you a few times when I lived in L.A., but I'm trying to remember where. And I'm thinking maybe it was at some of Rick's shows, possibly. And maybe Gold. Yeah, Gym, Rick shows. And I, yeah, no, I saw you at a venue one time. Um, there was a short period of time when, when Vince was trying to recruit me to go up um, and train with the Heart Foundation. And um, I just thought. After talking to a couple of guys, I thought, man, the road would just be too brutal because I'd just gotten married. I had a baby. And so I thought I'll just stick with the movie, you know, situation. Yeah. And, uh, but I always kind of envied that. that I didn't... Well, can't go back. Uh, everything we did was right to be where we're at. Everyone's froze except for me and you, Rick. Oh, no, Butterbean's not froze. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm just watching. No, okay. but Butter, Butterbean is like the living, living, breathing Mount Rushmore. You think he's frozen, but he's just <laughs> like, he's so zen and so still. You never know, which is awesome. <laughs> and there Malibu is back. Malibu's back. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. I'm sorry, guys. I'm having some trouble on my end with the video, so forgive me. I'm popping in and out. Yeah, there he is. I, Yo, you'll be back. Well, my, my crazy, my crazy gladiator story. I used to train with a crazy ass woman that was American Gladiator, Dallas. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. Shannon Hall. Yes. Oh yeah. She she can come up with some she, hell of a hell of an athlete, but crazy as a loon. Me. Yeah, being Sh Shannon. Oh, there is, buddy. Shannon is Rob. Do you know Shannon Hall, Dallas from the Gladiators? 
not by the okay. name, not by the name, you know, I might have met her. Um, I, I was just trying to think there was a time when I was, you know, the American Gladiators had the dinner show in Orlando. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I was talking to them for a while, trying to hook something up for a promotion with the wrestlers. Well, we could we could like come out on do a run in, you know, and they challenge them, you know, some. Um, and, and in my mind, it, it seems like it seems like it was ECW guys, but it would make more sense if it was when I was at TNA because TNA was right down the street in Orlando, you know. So maybe it was there somewhere around that time period, though. I, I, you know, I know those were different gladiators than were on the road or whatever, I guess. But um, right. Really, sometimes I don't know if yeah, there was the um, there was the original cast and then a later cast and and a road cast. And I want to ask Darren about some news that's brewing with the gladiators right now in a minute. But uh, yeah, Bob, like Darren, Darren was Malibu, and in my opinion, at least, I, I think Malibu is probably the single most recognizable American gladiator in the show's history. Um, I really believe that Dallas, um, she's a woman who's like she's beautiful and she's sweet. And, blonde, and right? yes, and yeah. Rob, I know you're a tough guy in real life, but I think I put my money on her in a shoot. Oh <laughs> my god! Oh, <laughs> that. And uh, and Nitro, of course, was the heel. Yeah, yeah of course, <laughs> of course. Yes, we, we all love Dan Clark. He's a real heel in real life, also. But that's yeah. all right. He's a good dude. He's a good right, dude. right, right. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna resurrect a, a one night uh winner take all between Malibu and Nitro. It's coming. Oh <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Put them fighting shoes back on. Um <laughs> all right. Well, I'm just gonna ask one more very juvenile question, then we can uh then I want to hear from RVD. Do the gladiators have groupies? I gotta know. Oh my goodness. Yes. I mean it was crazy. Crazy, crazy. I mean People, you know how this is, Rob. I mean, you get people that just go nuts and write you fan letters that girls that want to marry you, guys that want to marry you. I mean, it was insane. The, the first love letter I ever got was from a girl named Joanne, and she kept writing me and writing me and writing me, asked for my picture. I sent a picture to her, and I always looked at the writing king and this, thinking, this is really weird, man. The writing doesn't match up to a chick. So I said, you know what? Send me some pictures. And then all of a sudden, Joanne turned into John, who was a 19-year-old kid. And it got so bad, you guys, that uh, he told me, listen, if, if you don't date me, I'm going to kill myself. Whoa. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, about six months later, the kid shows up on my doorstep. And I lived way up in the hills where I didn't think anybody could find me. So I, the FBI, I actually got the FBI. Involved in a stalking unit that was crazy. It's a pretty big story. Well, we we lost Malibu right in the right in the peak of the story, but I I, I know we'll get him back. Um, you know, Malibu didn't tell you dated the guy for six months after that though. Well, I right. figured that's what was coming next. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Hey, you know you know the best part of what you just said, Bean. He's frozen right now, so he can't even answer that. I know that's why I said it. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, Rob, man. You get got any horror stories from the road that you could share with us? Um, I mean, I'll share anything if it comes to mind, you know, uh pretty much. You know, I wasn't uh I wasn't involved in most of the really bad 
stories. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So like, so I'm thinking, do I want to share, try and think of something I've been involved with or, or just throw one out there that was, that's pretty bad. You know, uh, I'll just tell you what comes to my mind. Um, you know, the um, Vice did that show on the, uh, the airplane from hell. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, and uh, met people. The people cannot handle the uh, e even thinking that things were different at, at a different time. Like this whole culture, cancel culture. You know, everyone's so shocked at everything. And um, and, and I mentioned on that. I mentioned on that episode. You know, when I got into the business, it was kind of normal for the boys. They always had uh, pills on themselves to. <laughs> usually to help themselves sleep because they were going to Japan and back a lot, but then they would give them to girls, you know, all the time. Uh, yeah. Give them the girls. I mean, and this is more like I'm talking to Japan. <gasps> automatically the fans are limited with their thinking. So they automatically think, no, Rob said WWE stars did this. No, but one story that would really freak people out if it got out, and this is hearsay. I've just heard it several times from the players involved. Um, but there was, uh, you know, the guys, the guys would get a girl gimmicked up, you know, have their way with her, pass her, send her, send her to another room. You know, I was just like a young, like a young, fresh kid right out of high school coming into this world, you know, like, holy crap, you know, these guys. And they were all already divorced and hating women. You know, they're all whores. They were in that kind of state of mind. Wow. But this would freak people out if they ever heard about this um, alleged incident where this one this one lady uh, had, had been passed around. She was passed out, left in the hallway naked with her head shaved, her box shaved, a banana shoved up her ass, makeup drawn all over her floor. They had pissed on her. Really classy, these guys. Really classy, and then oh. uh, supposedly she ended up, she ended up being the lady of uh, one of the uh, yakuza members. Oh my and gosh! They, they put a hit out on said wrestler who was responsible for this, and uh, um, doc, uh, Giant Baba, Giant Baba had to go to the yakuza and smooth and smooth it out. That's 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 what I was coming into at 22 years old into that world. Well, let's, so so wow. let, let me ask you then. You come in at 22. You're 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 young. You're single. You're a good-looking guy. You've got a good personality. Like, were you like, this is amazing and this is the greatest thing ever? Or you're like, oh my god, this is awful. I want no part of this. Where 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 were you on that spectrum? Um. I guess it kind of like somewhere in the middle, like uh, you know, I got brought up with good morals and that wasn't going to change. You know, I respect women, always have. Uh, I was never going to be one of those people. But, you know, when you think about it, this is an industry where when you get into it, you have to be willing to do anything to get your foot in the door. You got to <gasps> breathe it. In fact, you got to want it more than anybody else. And that's just to get a shot. So, you know, as someone like that, not that I knew anything about, you know, what was right and blowing the whistle or, or whatever, but, but that wouldn't even cross my mind. You know, I just came in like, wow, these motherfuckers are crazy. Um, and, you know, I was doing my own thing. I like to smoke hash. Um, and that, that was better than the marijuana at the time in Japan. And so I was, I was a hood. The, the bus was divided into the office and the hood. 
And because I like to smoke hash, I was a hood, but the other guys were way out there. You know, they would do whatever, Coke, ice, which I don't even know what the fuck that is. I just remember when, when I scored it, I was in the room just smoking my hash and all these guys are looking at the peephole, you know, like, oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, lots of stories like that. But I just, I just kind of stuck to my own values and, and was – was in that in that mix i think you know i mean i i recognize it was crazy but for sure now seeing the bigger picture it's way crazier than i realized yeah. it was then right wow yeah. and it's wow uh, darren aren't you uh, aren't you sorry you missed all that when you made your decision not to uh go see events heartbroken absolutely heartbroken wow like said, this was japan you know wwe um you know, some of the same boys, but different. Obviously now, what's, what's crazy is that, like I said, people now that don't understand that everything was a progression. You know what I mean? You go back to the 60s, we had segregation still. I don't know why right. people don't know anything about history. Their mind is blown every time, yeah. you know, like, he said what? Anyway, um, yeah. Um, yeah. so hey, it fascinates me. Let me, let me just say what fascinates me is how it went from a uh, closed-door society, um, the good old boys business uh, of, of just being on the road entertaining, to now it's like a, 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 a say, what do they call it, a, a, a friendly environment, work-friendly environment for everybody and equal opportunities. And it just wasn't meant to be that. It's so stretched away from that foundation, for better or worse. What's, what's the worst injury you ever had, Rob? Um, well, I've only had one surgery, and that was a um, a torn ACL and meniscus, and um, so that would definitely uh, that would definitely be number one. I, I actually I actually heard it before I signed with WWE, and I was so afraid they were going to find out because that would mm. jeopardize everything. So I was trying to hide it. Um, and I actually held, I stayed hidden for four years, you know, like uh, sometimes it, it was getting worse and wow. worse progressively. Yeah. It wasn't torn all the way, obviously at first it got worse and worse. And I would sometimes like wait till everyone else left the dressing room just cause I didn't want to be seen limping, you know, and I didn't want anyone to know my shit. And then one day during the match, me and uh, Ray Mysterio wrestled the Basham uh, brothers and I rolled over someone's uh, backdrop attempt. And when I landed, snap, I was no longer able to keep going because wow. my leg was stuck. It wouldn't, I couldn't straighten it out or bend it. It was just like stuck. And Ooh, I was, fucked. Wow. so, um, you know, I, I, I got um, surgery on it and took a full 12 months off before I returned. 2005. Man, Rob, you, you've got to consider yourself one of the lucky ones, though. It's like all your fans, yeah. every wrestling fan in the world knows your work. And they know your working style. Uh, you know, yeah. Darren, Butterbean, I don't know how familiar you are with Rob's style, but he was, he was oh, yeah. one of like the original trend-setting high flyers, man. I mean, you oh, did not yes. have the style, dude. And it, uh, it's like it blew my mind the kind of stuff you would do in the ring and out of the ring even yep. more so yep. to come away. I don't mean to minimize your injury, but to come away only with that, that's pretty damn incredible, man. Yeah, yeah it, you, know, it, you know, it was awesome. I'm sorry, Rob, but I got to tell you, man, it was magnificent watching you work, man. Absolutely magnificent. Your charisma was amazing in that ring, bro. It was amazing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, I've always, Rick, I've always said, you know, what can it be except for 
one good genetics, you know, that I'm durable. So I wanted to always be able to show that. That's why I would say, you know, give me a German and throw me right on the back of my neck. I want to fold my knees over. Sometimes it did hurt, but I was always trying to prove, uh, and I would never let anybody know if I was hurt unless I couldn't keep going. And that almost never happened. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, it's all about the image and I was very much want to protect that image, but also, the one thing that I always had going for me and everybody that's been in a dressing room with me knows I, I stretch, I stretch like a motherfucker and nobody else does. Nobody else does. Right. Like throughout my there whole it is. Yeah. I've seen a couple of people, you know, go like this a few times. CM Punk uh, has a stretch routine and uh, so does Devon Dudley. Oh. Not nearly as long or as extensive as mine, but those are the only two guys I could think of that put any time into Stretching. Yeah, and then, I, um, I feel like low, that Loki had a pretty good routine, also. Yeah, and I never with him very much. Ever. So, I, actually, he and you have always stood out on my mind for exactly what you just said. You were like the only guy who really seemed focused on preparing yourself for that before you went out, and obviously, it's paid some how'd, pretty good dividends. How would he do on injuries? Sorry, guys. I apologize. I don't know if you hear that in the background. Uh, Bean knows this. I often apologize for my pit bulls before the show starts because almost there's almost always an interruption. And my girl Bengal is on the other side of the house right now barking her full head off. So I hope you're not no, hearing we, that. And I apologize if you are. But um, I was just I was just asking you if Loki also uh, did well on not being injured. You know, I, I haven't kept up with him. I don't know. But I remember at that time, like I've spent a lot of time in Japan with him. And he always seemed like the most fluid guy. He was never limping between matches, never seemed in pain. So I knew it was paying off, at least at the time, for sure. Right on. And Bean. Now, Rob, did you hear Butterbean is going to be going to Atlanta to spend a few months with Diamond Dallas Page? Page is uh, doing, a new, doing a new show. He's going to be living in Page's house. That's so awesome. I, I want to see... If we could all get together like half a year from now and Butterbean is more flexible than RVD, that'll be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, we've all seen some of the work that uh, DDP has done. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I can't, you know, because I'm flexible, sometimes people ask me if I can help them stretch or whatever. I, you know, I, my insight is so deep. First off, I don't even know how to, how to explain everything or else I would have it on a format, which I've thought of over the years. Now I think maybe I'll never be able to explain everything. It's such an inner thing that's going on. But, um, but I, I can't with DDP. I mean, he's like, I didn't even know you could work through arthritis. I thought if someone said, no, I, I got arthritis. I can't bend my wrist. I thought they were done. DDP said, oh, just stretch your way right through that and break the arthritis up. And we've seen him do it to, Jake into that, you know, a lot of, a lot of his uh, followers. So that, that's great. I'll definitely follow that with, uh, with Butterbeer. That's exciting. He'll have, he'll have, he'll have it's going to be a lot of work, but I, I'm game for it. Yeah. He's, I'm, yeah, he's going to have you in the best shape of your life. I can't, he's a miracle worker. What a good guy, positive energy. And, uh, and, and his, um, what do you call it? Not feedback or reviews, but his testimonials. The yeah. testimonials off the charts. That one oh, big yeah, guy with, yeah. the, 
One of his original, his OG, I think, testimony, oh. heavy guy, couldn't walk, had the leg braces or crutches or whatever. And then pretty soon, not soon, but after some work, he's running sprints and holding his leg up. Like, what? Wow. Wow. Yep, that was, uh, that's Arthur. That's a guy, Arthur, you're talking about. Arthur, and, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I always thought, because I, I've been, uh, I, I felt like I've been kind of a matchmaker for, for years trying to get Bean and Paige together. And I've always, Told Paige, I think Bean will eclipse what Arthur did. He is such a personality and character. I can hardly wait. I'm excited to see it for sure. Yeah, well, I know, I know you're. Um, you can move a lot better than than he could. You know, from from the video. Yeah, not right now. I'm. I'm my, my hips really give me a lot of trouble. I'm, yeah. I'm like in bad yeah, shape right now. Right on. Um, by the way, tr- uh, just uh, for trivial pursuit's sake. DDP started getting into yoga and stretching after watching RVD lying on the floor way back in WCW in 92, 93. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. He, he said uh, that he saw I was taking all these crazy bumps and not getting hurt, and he saw that I was stretching. And he, said, he said there must be something to it, so he started stretching and obviously, you know, took it to a whole wow. other level. Yeah. That's, that's great. I had no idea that, that yeah, you were that's, the primary that's inspiration. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Well, yeah. guys, I want to um, I, I want to get into like some deep, heavy stuff that I was talking about. So, Darren, you're an incredibly thoughtful guy, and I always love hearing your your philosophy on life. So, I want to challenge you guys with some of that. But I'm wondering, being if you wouldn't mind like shooting the bull for a minute, because you guys can't hear it. My dog is driving me crazy right now, so I'm gonna go get her and bring her over here. So, Bean, if you'd hold the fort, okay. I'll be back in uh, just a second. Well, Darren, like I asked Rob, what's the worst injury you've had to overcome? Well, that, like I just said, I've had that well, worst yeah, injury. I'm suffering with the same injury oh, as, as you, sorry, hips. Um, yeah, I had, I had uh, two hip surgeries um, because they were just so destroyed from uh, all the years of doing movie stunts and American gladiators and stuff like that. So I know how horrible hip pain is. It's a, it's a nightmare, brother. And then I've had two knee surgeries, um, a broken ribs, broken finger, about four concussions, you know, the typical kind of stuff you get when you're getting thrown through windows and all that. Um, but it's like Rob said, man, you, you just cowboy up and you don't let them know what you're going through. You know what I mean? Um, you just get on there. And, and I remember going back to the gladiators with a wicked concussion and 24 plastic surgery stitches in my head, uh, scared to death of getting hit again because the doctor said, listen, you get another concussion, great possibility that uh, you could be, you could be uh, no more. It was pretty bad. I- Scary. Yeah. They so don't they know shit. Yeah. Depressed- I'm, a- I'm either one of them in any kind of depression. I know I've, I've been injured where I got started getting depressed because I mean, like, if you can't work, you can't make money. It's like, no, I mean, I, any kind of depression, anything with y'all? Well, oh, yeah, for, I, I did. I don't know about Rob. Go ahead, Rob. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Mine will be re- uh, real short. Mine will be real short. The 12 months that I had off with WWE, with pay, were like, my. it's my favorite year of my career. <laughs> <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I hear you on that because – uh, for me, it was it, I did go through a bad depression just because the second after my second surgery, I was told I had a systemic infection in my hip, 
that the doctor told me that uh, one of three things was going to happen. Either I could lose my leg or I was going to die or I was going to pull through it. So for six months, I was in the IV drip of all these different antibiotics with a wound care nurse coming in every day. And uh, I honestly went through a pretty bad depression. Uh, it was also the time that my youngest daughter moved out um, to go get married. So I was all alone, isolated in the house with nobody. So it, the depression got pretty thick, man. I was on my knees quite a bit uh, asking God for help through that time. And, and if, you guys, if you guys know Darren at all, that is a tiny fraction of the stuff that he faced, man. So uh, for, for the shit you've been through, my friend, uh, I, I love how you pulled through it all with a, a smile and the uh, attitude that you have. Depression notwithstanding, because I know you've been there. So, no, no, thank you so much, man. And I, I give all the glory to God because I really, if I didn't have my faith in God, I don't think I could have gotten through it, to be honest with you. So um, I appreciate that, Rick. Thank you so much. And, and you know what God spelled backwards is, right? Man's best friend. Rob, what do you got there, man? <laughs> what, what, what do you have there? I, I thought um, I see. Did I see you holding a puppy a minute ago? Or did, oh, did yeah, I, she, I ran, things? she ran off. Yeah. Oh, all right. she, she's one year old. She's like a Brussels griffin. She's so uh -huh. awesome. Yeah. 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 I, can't, I can't believe how much uh, I love. But I always have loved dogs, you know. Yeah, dog person. That's why I do dogs bark, and I'm like, it doesn't bother me. I'm just no, it didn't bother me. I'm right. so used to. It. Oh, if you guys are right, right here, oh my god, here, you guys always. Wilson always likes to make an appearance each show. There's Wilson. That's not <laughs> the one that was barking. Okay. But, um, With the tongue out. Huh? Well, that that's that's Wilson practicing his vicious pit bull look. That's what that. <laughs> is. <laughs> that's what that is. So you know, Rob, you were saying you were saying earlier. That you know things have things have changed a lot in the business, and they've changed a lot in the world. Like the business, maybe it's a good microcosmic example of what's going on out there. It's um, there's rules now, there's codes of conduct. Um, there, you look at, you talked about there's no more segregation anymore, right? Which is an yeah. amazing thing. There's so much that ostensibly looks like it's changed for the better, and I don't want to bum everybody out, but I got to say this. There seems like there's a dark cloud hanging over, you know, I was talking about it with two people today in Hawaii. It's a bright, sunny, beautiful day on Maui. And if you, it's, you know, still light out here right now, it's only 543. And there's an amazing sunset right off in front of me here over the trees and the ocean. Yeah, you can feel it out there, man. There's this dark energy. Maybe it's me. I don't know. That's what I want to ask you guys about. Um, it just, yeah. it, and look, and this is not about, um, you know, this is not about blue or red or Republicans or Democrats or Joe Biden or Donald Trump. You know, if, I, if we never heard the words Trump or Biden on this podcast again, I'd be good with that. Um, it just feels to me like humanity is suffering right now. And I practice every day to do what I can to get out of it and to do what I can to help others. But I'm wondering, are you guys feeling that? What's it like in Las Vegas, Rob? What's it like in or where you are in the Inland Empire, Darren? Are you guys feeling it? Or is it just me? Oh, yes. oh no! I most definitely it's 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 thick to me. It's really you could feel like you said in the air. I mean, um, I think just the America's consciousness has gone in such a negative direction. I mean, you know, you talk about cancel culture and wokeism, and these people get these like micro, you know, aggressions that if you say one little thing, they freak out and they lose their minds. I mean, it's like. 
you can't agree to disagree with anybody in a normal conversation. You know what I mean? I've had a couple times where I just was talking about just taking a shot, for instance, and I would voice my opinion and I was like a dirty, rotten mofo, freaking this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow. And I'm just sharing my thoughts. I didn't say anything mean about the, you know, the other person. So yeah, there's definitely very serious negativity going on. So yeah. is it ever going to, is it going to, Rob, go ahead, please. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say, you know, I mean, we're, we're, we're transitioning, but that's really never not the case. You know what I mean? We're always changing, but right now with, um, yeah, like he said, wokeism, it, it, it's like you you said something 40 years ago, it's going to come back and you're going to pay for right. it now. You know, like that's right. That, that's ridiculous. And, you know, for guys our age, you know, social media is still kind of new. We didn't grow up with the technology. And just the fact that the average status quo, which is limited as far as their thinking ability. I mean, they're, they're, they're average because they're average. They're not above average, you know, right. We're, they're so accessible now. So it's like, I feel like there's a lot more stupid out there now. And, and now with the COVID and now the kids are being homeschooled, they're going to be more stupid kids. I mean, I don't, and I don't know what the systems are with kids. I don't have any. So um, maybe however they're doing it, Hopefully it's better than the school homeschool kids that I grew up with because they had hairy armpits and they were like freaks, you know, we're like, we didn't know kids lived in this neighborhood that didn't go to our school. What the hell? They were weird. But um, I just think that there's a lot of stupid out there, but, it, but I, I kind of, you know, try to hold on to some optimism and feel like, like you said, you know, like maybe someone's listening if, uh, if something smart is said or if something's passed on that, that, that we have that maybe either they're not getting from somewhere because they don't pay attention or they don't, or they don't respect it. I don't know. Everything's changing. I know one thing, the, uh, being a cop is, is going to be a thing of the past pretty soon. I'm, a, I'm addicted to watching these, uh, um, auditors and, uh, um, cop, um, transparency videos where they just film all the, um, all this stuff. And I, and I, I learned so much from those and, you know, a lot of the, the this cop haters, which I'm not, but I have learned from watching so many videos that police don't know where their authority stops. So at that point, basically, right. yeah, they take, they, they then, then they're bullies. They step over the law and, and they're just used to ordering people and people just doing whatever they say because they're scared of them. But guess what? They abuse that extra authority by killing so many people and getting away with it. And then, you know, investigating themselves and finding they did nothing wrong. And so all that's changing because of the cameras and social media. And so transparency for me is good. I believe in transparency. I don't think the government needs to be spying on you through your laptop while you're watching porn, but when you're in public, I don't think you need to expect any privacy personally. And I we certainly catch a lot of bad people um, from following security cameras and shit, bad, crazy people every day. Those are some interesting philosophies, man. And I, you know, on surface, I, I agree with all of them. One thing I want to call out that you said is, if they want to watch me watch my porn, that's okay. They get shut. I'm telling you what, they don't want to watch. Well, <laughs> I gotta say, man, actually, I I have a big problem with that because my subscription to my midget porn is expensive. And if they're watching it and getting it for free, that's not cool. I'm not <laughs> no, you, you can get the little chip and get it free. It's still it's still out there. 
right, cool. Hey, um, Rick, the uh, midget porn is like when I throw my wrestling gear in the washing machine. It's a small load. <laughs> there you go. Mm -hmm. I, like, I like that. But you know, Rob, it's like the what you said. Funny you know, part about that, the funny sorry, part about that, up in the mountains, there is midget wrestling. Our little people, I don't know what they call it, but it's actually up in the Smoky Mountains. It's every weekend that, that uh, the, the midgets, they'll come through the market. No, I've become friends with a couple of them. They're good guys. Very talented. Very talented guys. Yeah, is Billy Blaze one of them, the promoter? Is Billy I Blaze? Think so. I think so, up there yeah. in the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee. They just came through uh, Vegas and did a show at uh, Hustler. We went and checked them out. It was good. Rob, I, Rob, I, I got to tell you my – now I'm gonna, we're really digressing, so I'm going to go further. <laughs> There's two things I still want to do in pro wrestling. One is I want to have a shoot match with Jim Cornette. That's first and foremost. Secondly, I want to get a black singlet, <laughs> and I want to get a big, giant, fuzzy wig, and I want to come up with enough money to hire, like, 20 midget wrestlers, and I want to play mini Andre in an all-midget battle royal. That's my fantasy right there, man. Hey, man, you, you can make that happen if you believe in it hard enough. <laughs> right. There you go. There you go. Yeah, those but, are very short midgets, Rick, if you're going to be Andre. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Bean. I can always count on your support. I know that. I know that. But true. You speak the truth. That, that's for sure. Um, maybe I'll so just be a mini. One, one, sorry, Rick. One reason I do go up to the mountains a lot and I set up this market up there. I, I meet so many people that come up, they come up like, what are you doing here? And then I'll get another person like so excited that they got to meet me. If I can make one or two people's day better in the day, it's worth it right there. You know, so if somebody can make one person's day a little bit better, they ought to do that. It, they'll, they'll get a lot out of it. I, I do. Yeah, me too. It's like a superpower. Just walking really around, people get so excited, and, and um, that's that's something that uh, I try not to take for granted. I wonder what you want to call me out on on my philosophy, though, right? Oh, no, no. It wasn't like calling you out. It was a call out to support what you said. Oh, and okay. it's very similar to what Bean just said about making people happy at, at these events. Because, Rob, you said something, and I, I'm probably already misstating what you said, but it was along the lines, if people are listening, you could even say one thing that they take home. Then, that, then that's a good thing. I don't, I don't by any means consider myself an expert on social commentary or political commentary, but I recognize, like when I have the privilege of being on here with three icons, Malibu and Butterbean and RVD, that people are listening and they look up to you guys and they care what you have to say. So whether we are experts, you know, in policy and sociology, whatever, I think that's why I like to bring this stuff up because people are out there listening and people need something good right now. Being sees somebody yeah. at these events, they come away with something good. That that's amazing. So it, it's that's what I was calling out, Rob. I'm glad that you well, said that. Well, for the yeah. record, for the record, I am the best at RVDology. <laughs> there you go. There there you are. And like 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 Darren Darren lives his life like I think he's he's either frozen or he's practicing a butterbean <laughs> imitation right now. I'm not sure, but. Um, <laughs> glow around him. He's always got a glow around his... I don't know how he does yeah. that. Like, he does have a halo around him today. You're absolutely right. That's nice. You're right. We have to ask him about that. Um, he is a very spiritual man, after all. Might have something to do with that. 
Rick, um, I think you know. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know if you're going somewhere in the conversation, but I think you know that I definitely had some dark times I had to overcome, but it just didn't have anything to do with an injury for me. But I mean, if you want to hear about dark times or whatever, I'm. I don't yeah, mind. I mean, that's the one thing that people that people watch the show. They see us at the highlight, but they don't see that we've gone through some bad times. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes hearing that we we kind of go through it and pull out of it, it kind of helps. You know, helps them. That's what I discovered uh, with this documentary I made, Headstrong, which it it airs on uh, Reels. Um, Regularly, it was just on last uh, last week, uh, but it's also on Amazon. But anyway, um, I was intending on filming myself on tour for like ten days, two weeks, whatever, doing stand-up comedy, which is something I do sometimes. But I showed up on day one with a concussion, and this is the only concussion ever out of hundreds that had lasting symptoms. You know, and I had double vision. And, and it was that was it. I could see fine on either eye, both eyes at the same time. I, I had double vision, and I just kept you know thinking I'll walk it off, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I had the camera with me. I had my camera with me the whole experience. After the tour, I come back to uh, California. I visit the uh, um, neurologist, get the CAT scans, the MRI get it checked out by several doctors, vision therapy. And anyway, um, I was filming, I was filming the original intent. And then the stuff of me talking to the camera about my symptoms, I thought I'm probably not going to use that. You know, like I'm probably going to go cause it's, it's probably going to feel better. And then we'll make this thing that I originally planned on. And then in the end, like it became such a big part of my life. I felt like I kind of have to, include that, but I, I didn't want to be vulnerable. I didn't want everyone to see me uh, as less than Superman. Like, like we were talking about, I never tell people I'm hurt, telling them I got double vision, you know, fuck, everyone's going to be wondering for the rest of my life, are you okay? Are you better? Last thing I wondered, but ultimately I decided, you know, we edited it and made a really good movie editing it, me and one guy, the whole thing. And, and it, of course it follows, uh, the, the symptoms and, and my whole wrestling career, we had to add in all this backstory. And anyway, to what you said, I found out right away that helped so many people. They come up to me and say, hey, I saw your movie yes. and man, it helped me get through what I'm going through. Because if you could go through all that yep. and, and still be the yep. whole effing show, yep. that means, you know, I can go for it. And I was like, dude, you know, like I, I heard that yep. so much. Yeah, the value of it overrid any of my concerns. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Vulnerability is no longer a weakness in today's society, I don't think. And I think that that's one of the good shifts I believe we've made in the past five or 10 or 20 years or, or, or whatever it's been. Because, you know, who, who would have thought, you know, when you saw Butterbean out there crushing people's skulls with one punch and then smiling about it, that turn out yeah. to be like one of the more sensitive inspirational guys you'd ever meet and be really right. cool about it which is amazing right. and uh right and then and then and malibu you don't know i don't know if you guys know much about what darren does these days and darren i certainly ask you to get more into it but darren lives sure. his life um giving his testimony 
as, as a minister and also as a guy who runs a, uh, a sober living facility in uh, Malibu, right. poster child for the American Gladiators. Who would have thought, right? Right. Uh, well, you know, going back to that, uh, there was a time, Rick, that, uh, as you know, that I got heavily, heavily addicted to uh, pain medication, prescription pain medication. And um, I had a doctor who was a bit starstruck. And so he was like more than generous with giving me way, way too much Oxycontin, uh, to which I took every single one of them. And uh, I became horribly addicted, um, got to the point where I just didn't feel like I was worth a piece of you know, dead meat. And uh, I just remember crying out to God one day on my living room floor saying, you know, you could just go ahead and take me because I'm a worthless piece of crap. I turned out to be a terrible father. You know, I raised my two daughters since they were two and five when my wife passed away. And so I thought, man, that's a really nice last couple of years that you've, you know, been a, such a terrible father to your daughters. Anyways, um, by the grace of God, I got pulled out of that. And I just swore. I said, you know what? Like, like Rob Van Dam, I said, you know what, I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to share my testimony and I'm going to be real. And um, it's how people gravitate to you when they realize that, you know, you put your pants on like everybody else and you go through the same trials and tribulations as everybody else. It, it humanizes you and it like being vulnerable brings actually brings more people to you and closer to you. So. Um, I just wanted to turn around the tests that I went through into a testimony and uh, share that with as many people as I can and all the glory, like I said, to God. And, and so now, yes, I, um, I'm doing speaking engagements around the country and, and also uh, running a sober living house. And uh, it's been such an amazing experience. Guys, uh, you know, and it's uh, these guys and uh, we lost Darren a little bit at the uh, end. Uh, you're, yeah, you're in and out. You back I just said it's been a great honor for me to. Yes, I said it's been a great honor for me to be with them, and and they've been a blessing in my life as well. So my life is truly blessed right now, and also as you know, uh, September twenty eighth, I got married, so that was really cool. Um, and you've helped me through that. Give me some, you give me some great counseling, Rick, through that. And I love you for it, man. Um, oh, thank dude, you it, again it, so it, much. It, the other. It did. It's been my pleasure. And guys, I have to tell you, Darren, I have, I have to tell Bean and, and RVD and everyone that's listening. Darren met a Russian woman online. And I have to tell you, and I, I was terrified for him. I really was. I'm like, <laughs> these things never end well. And it just turned out being like the most genuine loving relationship that I think is like built forever. Darren, I, I'm like, what? First of all, I thought she was going to end up being John. I was sure of it. Um, that didn't happen. Thank God. And uh, I'm glad it worked out, man. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. She's a genuinely sweet person, man. So I'm blessed. I'm truly blessed. <laughs> Yep. And then, so and my then, advice is anybody wanting to get married, I mean, this this is the only way to get married. If you're going to get married, you got to go back and get them when they're in sixth grade and date them from then on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Rob, Rob is married now. Wait, I'll, I'm the only single one. I don't think I can do that because oh. I'm probably getting in trouble for that man. Oh, well, now but... you're getting in trouble. I, I had to go back. I, you know, I found mine in sixth grade and, and I kept on to it. Oh, wow. Oh, hopefully. 
Hopefully you weren't uh, an adult at the time. Uh, no, no, no. We both were sitting there. Yeah. Well, yeah. To, to what the big, to what the big guy said, uh, Katie is twenty years younger than me, and it works out perfect for us. Uh, Rob, how how old are you now? Fifty-one. You're You're fifty-one, Rob. Yeah, just uh, a couple weeks ago. Well, December eighteenth. Oh, happy birthday! Oh, month ago, right on. Right happy on. Birthday. How long you been married? Yeah. What's that? Oh, how long you been married now? Uh, we just got married in uh, November. Uh, November. Okay, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh, I, um, wow. Both you and I. Yeah. Both you and me, Rob, got just married recently. That's crazy. And my yeah. wife's 20 years younger than me. So how cool. Oh, no, sir. Look at that. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, perfect for you. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, Dude, yeah. I'm a, Rob, yeah. I'm, I'm 60 now. I'm wondering if 20 years younger is too old for me. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. I don't know. Right, I, I tease her about that when she has a birthday too. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, right. you're, get, you're getting old, Katie. You're getting old for me, right? Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. you guys are you guys are in Vegas these days now, right? Yeah, yeah. We love it, and we love it in Vegas. Uh, everything's everything's great. You know, life is uh, awesome. You know, I think everyone here that's something we have in common. We all know we're blessed, and uh, that's not just a, a rare coincidence that that you know that's that's how it's part of being successful is realizing that you're successful that you have a great life right yeah um shit, what did i want to say oh i wanted to say this because you know i was married uh before and and after probably like 10 years we could have got divorced but there was like another eight before it finally happened um and uh not being through that, I don't think I could have this perspective that I have now, but there's a huge difference between like when I was 26 years old and I had somebody, you know, that was like, um, I had probably the first person, you know, that, uh, uh, that promised to be with me forever and, and, and whatever, you know, I mean, I was, you know, I'd only been even fucking for fucking, you know, seven or eight years, whatever. There's a big difference between that and being 51 and, and knowing everything that I know about life, my relationship with the universe, how everything works, having my perspective and, and having finding someone that's just the coolest person I ever met. Total difference. So it's not just like wife one and wife two. It's totally different. I mean, it's it, it, it's as far of a spectrum as going back to like having a, comparing it to having like a, my first, the whole first, even though it was many years, you know, you compare it to high schoolers dating or something as far as how how, how far of the other end of the spectrum it is, if that makes any sense. Oh, it, it, it totally. totally makes sense. You know, you oftentimes hear, and, and you and Darren will prove this, I think, they often that the second marriage is 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 the one that works. You know, be, being being is one of those very rare animals that I know who's been married more than ten years. In his case, more than thirty years, where the relationship is real and genuine. Uh, and, and I'm like so happy for being in Libby. His wife is amazing. She's like the Not female. Libby has put up a lot of shit. Trust me, a lot of shit. Well, yeah, like I, I just started to say, she's like the female butter being only better. Um, and, uh, sorry. Yeah, but you know, wow. apart from like you guys, they always say second marriages are the best. So, man, wishing, uh, wishing all you guys uh, 
nothing but happiness in, in, in these new ventures for you. Yeah, I'll be honest, Rick. I hate introducing Libby Thank to my you, friends. They, they dump me and they want to be friends with her instead of me. <laughs> Libby's just too cool. I kind of get it. I know her. And, uh, as much as I love you, <laughs> being, I'm kind of right there. I get it. <laughs> well, you guys, you know, we're, we're past an hour. And I, I want to say a special thanks and shout out to our producer, Rachel Sartoris, who's put up with a lot of SHI people together. We, um, we she unfortunately, does she, Rachel does a great job. And we, unfortunately, I know you yeah. and Rachel have become friends being, which I think is really cool. And, um, again, she's a DDP, uh, yoga person now and all that, which is great. Um, we unfortunately oh. lost our two co-hosts at the very last hour a very, very good reason. Um, Rob and, and Darren, I apologize that boss and flex weren't with us tonight, but, um, so glad that you could join me and be. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. And I enjoyed the conversation. And, and I'm to, glad. Before I let you go, um, Rob, have you run across Flex Wheeler in Las Vegas at all? No, no. Um, I've worked with Boss before, but out of this, yeah, he's he would be the only guy out of all of uh, everyone on the panel here that I don't believe I've met. Oh wow! Wow, you you know of you know of, of Flex or who he is? Yeah, he's a bodybuilder. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, yeah, one of the most legendary yeah. bodybuilders of all yeah. time. And I, uh, I think he might have a gym out here I, that everybody goes to in Vegas. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he lives. He lives in Vegas. Yeah. Um, talk about a guy who's been through it. Oh my God. Um, he uh, he had his leg amputated last year, oh, and uh, and he lives in like what? constant high level pain. And just shows up week after week with a smile and a good attitude. It's pretty amazing. Wow, um, yeah. If I'm a, if I make it to uh, Vegas, I'll have to introduce you guys for sure. I think you guys would hit it off pretty good. Yeah, yeah he's a great guy. You really like it. So, um, so Rob Van Dam and Darren Malibu McBee, my friends, thank you both so much for uh, for joining us tonight. And uh, absolutely, hopefully, we can call absolute on you again. Absolute pleasure. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you guys Who's doing the robot before you Oh, we lost them both. Oh no. We lost them both. And uh well we'll set Rob we lost Rob. We lost Darren. Rachel, we're good. I think we'll just we'll end uh we'll end our guest spots there for the evening. Bean, thank you for sucking it up and making it, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, gotta look forward to something in life, man. Just <laughs> well, love you, Rick. You take care, my friend. You too, Bean. Feel better, and uh, I look forward to seeing you next week. We'll see you, my friend. Good night. And again, thanks uh, to our guests tonight, Rob Van Dam and Darren Malibu McBee. Uh, speedy wishes for best recovery to Mr. Flex Wheeler, our friend and co-host, who I hope and expect to be back here with us next week. As mentioned, Boss will be absent for one more week. He's on a top secret project. Can't talk about it here, but he'll share it. Uh, we have Dan Henderson stepping in next week in Boss's place. Dan, in my opinion, has the one of the two most impressive mixed martial arts records in history. Not that um, he was undefeated. His record, his win-loss record is huge in his favor but the list of fighters who he fought. The other guy in that pairing, the most impressive record of all time, is Gagard Musasi. 
Gugard is in Holland. And the week after next, Boss will be with us back. He'll be live in Holland while we do Talking Tough with Gugard Musasi. That should be a hell of a show. Everybody, thank you again. Good night from Maui. Thanks for watching Talking Tough. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that.